I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Hey, Dave Kittle here with The Dave Kittle Show, owner of Concierge Pain Relief Home Physical Therapy here in New York City and the CEO of the Fieldmaker Group. We are currently acquiring physical therapy practices in New York and New Jersey. Let's get into today's presentation, today's free training. There is no pitch. Today's training and topic is three options for physical therapy practice owners thinking about exiting. First of all, I have nothing to sell you. This is a pitch-free presentation. There's no pitch at the end. This is about our our marketing strategy, our content strategy. There is no upsell, downsell, nothing. I have nothing to sell private practice owners. We are doing this to get in front of more practice owners. So here we go. Again, I am in the CEO of the Fieldmaker Group. We are speaking with owners and acquiring physical therapy practices in New York and New Jersey, in New York City area. I happen to live in Brooklyn, New York. And again, this is part of our marketing strategy. So we're not going to be pitching any course or any service or anything like that at the end of this presentation. So it is 100% about providing value and hopefully education and some training and knowledge for practice owners that may be thinking about or considering exiting or selling some or all of their practice. Maybe they're thinking about taking some chips off the table. So let's get into it. Like I said, this means that there's no pitch at the end of the presentation, like many of the other webinars out there, pretty much all other webinars out there. So let's get into it. At the Fieldmaker Group, we get this question often, just wanted to mention we are capitalized. We are backed by a New York City family office. We are not backed by a private equity firm. There's some pros and cons to that, but many practice owners, they've been contacted by corporate practices and and corporate entities that are backed by private equity firms. And we just wanted to mention that because we speak with many practice owners who are not looking to exit or sell to, sell some or all of their practice to some organization or corporate that is private equity backed. So just wanted to mention that. Anyway, let's get into today's free training. So you've built a successful physical therapy private practice. Now what? When was the last time that you calculated the percentage of your net worth tied to your practice's value? When you started your physical therapy practice, its value was probably negligible. Unless you purchased the practice or inherited your practice from someone in your family or or, or inherited it for a low cost from a mentor or something like that. At that point, it it wasn't worth much when you opened your doors if you started completely from scratch. But since then, your private practice has grown quite a bit, right? Does that sound like you? And over that time, the proportion of your assets tied to your practice has most likely increased. And if you've been in business for 10, 15 years, 20 years or more, I wanted to present a hypothetical situation. So let's imagine a hypothetical private practice owner named John. Let's say John started his physical therapy practice at the age of 30 years old. And by the time John is 50 years old, he has built up $400,000 worth of equity in his home. Let's say that this hypothetical example, 
his retirement nest egg, his 401k, etc., has grown to $600,000 total. And at this point, approximately his private practice has steadily grown over the years and is now worth $5 million, right? This is just hypothetically. So here's a quick and easy equation. This is, by the way, if you're listening on, on iTunes or Spotify, I implore you jump over to YouTube, subscribe, check out the channel because I'm, I'm presenting this with slides. So there'll be a little formula, some calculations in regards to how you can view this, how you can understand if your net worth is tied up too much around the value of your practice rather than being diversified. So if you check out the slides here, we're doing a free presentation with some charts and some information. That way, it gives you a little bit more context rather than just hearing it. If you're on the go, if you're driving, then obviously keep listening on iTunes or, or Spotify. But a lot of this training without a pitch is helpful if you check out the YouTube. So if you check out the YouTube, you'll understand. So here's a quick and easy equation, very simple formula, how to look at how much of John's net worth is tied up in his private practice. So really simple formula. If you're looking at the practice's value, so what is the value of John's private practice divided by his total assets? Okay. So in this example, we'll go ahead with the numbers, but we gave the numbers as an example for total assets. So we said um, $400,000 worth of equity built up in his home, $600,000 built up in his 401k, his Vanguard, whatever, you know, stocks and bonds, whatever it might be. It could be $600,000 worth of equity built up in his home. It could be $400,000 built up in retirement, 401k savings, et cetera, Roth IRA, whatever it is. These are just ballpark numbers. This again, this is a hypothetical example. Looking at the slide here, we said $5 million value of the practice. And we would divide that by the total assets of this individual, John, in this hypothetical example. So his assets were the $400,000 built up in equity in his home, the $600,000 built up in retirement savings, IRA, 401k, Roth IRA, et cetera, plus the $5 million of the value of his practice at this given time. So it would be $5 million divided by $6 million. So it's the value of each asset. In this case, we're looking at the value of the practice. If the practice is worth $5 million, divided by really quick, easy, simple calculation, $5 million value of the practice divided by total assets of that practice owner. In this case, this guy, John. If you divide 5 million, the value of the practice divided by total assets of 6 million, it comes out to 0.83. So it comes out to 0.83. And when you convert that to a percentage, it's 83%. So in this hypothetical example, uh, this guy, John, a private practice owner, built his practice, started when he was 30 years old. Now he's 50 years old. And maybe these are all hypothetical numbers. So maybe you would say, oh, well, you know, he wouldn't have a $5 million practice until he was 55 or 60 or 62 or whatever. These are just random, random numbers. Just to get a sense of if a practice owner has other, other assets, other investments, it could be in real estate. The investments could be, you know, like I said, Vanguard stocks. It could be in maybe, you know, Bitcoin, whatever, whatever it is, whatever someone is investing in. In this situation, John, John's private practice, his physical therapy practice makes up 83% of his net worth. So that's part of why uh, we wanted to put this in a very simple, straightforward equation. And John knows or should know the first rule of investing is to diversify. 
which he is careful to do with his retirement account, as most of you are, probably have retirement accounts, but he still has failed to achieve overall diversity diversity of his investments given the success of his physical therapy private practice in this hypothetical example. What's more, he may have unknowingly passed something called the freedom point. The freedom point is when the net proceeds after taxes and expenses of selling, if you were to sell, selling of selling his private practice would garner enough money for him to live on comfortably for the rest of his life. Now, your lifestyle determines your freedom point. But when you pass it, it's worth considering the risk that you're taking at that given time. If this pandemic has taught us anything at all, right? It's that nothing is for sure. And a thriving business in any sector one day can turn into a struggling company almost overnight. When your business, your physical therapy practice, when it makes up most of your net worth and selling it would garner enough money to potentially retire, some investors, some wealth managers would potentially say to you that there's no financial reason to continuing to own your practice at that point. You may enjoy the challenge. You may enjoy the social interactions, working with your team, going into the office and clinic and interacting with your team members, especially interacting. Maybe you're still treating patients or you're just going in and you're seeing patients and families that you treated three years ago, five years ago, eight years ago. And now they're sending their sons and daughters and their family to your practice all because of you and, and what you've built. And you like to go in there and kind of mix it up. And I know many owners that we're speaking with, they like to just go in the office whenever they want. They like to drop by. They, they like to pop in. They like to go into the office you know, one or two days a week sometimes. Some of these owners, like I said, maybe they want to continue to treat or they just like uh, operating the practice. They operate some of the practice remotely. They operate some of the practice in person. However, Keeping the practice, keeping the majority ownership may be an unnecessary, it may be unnecessarily risky. So let's get into it. When you've gotten to the point of this freedom point and want to diversify, but you still don't want to retire, you have some options. We speak to many private practice owners and some of them want to potentially take some chips off the table and they may or may not be ready to retire. And retirement these days has a lot of definitions. Retirement used to mean completely getting out of any business venture, no next chapter of their life other than you know they, they move to Florida, they go somewhere, they travel more. But nowadays, people are working longer in every sector, and not just healthcare, not just physical therapy, but many people are, are living longer, are, are extending their lives and also extending their business lives. So they're not necessarily, maybe they're semi-retired or they're keeping a percentage of their business, but, but maybe selling the majority. We're going to get into that. So you have some options. Option number one, again, there's some overlap here. There's going to be some terms that we can define, but number one, sell a minority stake, meaning a minority stake of the ownership of your practice. So if you have, you know, you own one or two practices, maybe you sell somewhere between, it could be 10, 20% maybe, and that's it. It could be you sell 30 or, or up to 49% so that you still have majority ownership. In a majority recapitalization or fancy word of saying, if you sell a minority percentage equity of your practice, you sell less than half of your shares, less than half of your total shares. So again, it would be like 49% or less. This could be sold to a financial investor. It could be sold to a high net worth individual. It could be sold 
even a minority interest. It could be sold to a private equity group. It could be sold to a PT owner group like us. It could be sold to your clinic director or any long-term employee that you believe would be interested in that and would be a great steward of what you've built and continue your reputation, continue your legacy. This minority recapitalization, a minority recap, or again, selling a minority stake of your business, it allows you to diversify your net worth while continuing to control your business, continuing to control and operate your business, but control. Number two, sell a majority stake of your practice. Now, this is what typically happens with current day physical therapy acquisitions and mergers and these transactions. In a majority sale, you sell more than half of your shares to an investor, a group, a PT owner group, a private equity back group, a corporate, who will most likely ask you to continue to run your business for many years to come. We're going to touch more on that in a second. It really depends on the strength of your practice. It depends on how much are you tied into the practice? Are you managing in person? Are you running meetings? Are you treating patients? Or not? Or is it turnkey and you are outside the practice and you're not really involved in fulfilling the day to day of the business? And in that case, you could, again, we can get into it, but you could potentially sell for more or be more like be able to sell and get out of the, the business easier than if the business was not operating so smoothly. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit. In this case, if you were to sell a majority stake, you get to diversify your wealth. You get to keep some equity in your business if you want to. Also, it depends on what you want and depends on what the buyer is offering. But you get to diversify your wealth, keep some equity in your business, maybe 20, 30% potentially for when that investor sells. Now we're looking to buy and hold practices for the long term. We're not looking to flip them. We're not looking to, we're not looking to flip to another buyer in like 18 months or something like that. We're looking to buy and hold. But in this case, if you have a private equity backed company that buys 75% of your practice, you could keep 25% of your practice and continue to run your company. You're not going to have full control, but you could still manage the day to day, do the staff meetings, the leadership meetings, the culture stuff, which is very important. You could continue to work in your practice. You could also continue to treat patients if that's what you want to do, if that's what you love at this point. Number three option and earnout. When you sell your physical therapy practice, you'll likely have to agree to a transition period of sorts. A transition period, it really varies for a lot of different reasons, but they're typically around three to six months at the minimum. And oftentimes could be six to 12 months where you, the owner, if you sold, again, if you sold 75% of your practice, if you sold 100% of your practice, the buyer wants stability. The buyer wants you to be there and continue to be engaged in either whatever you're doing right now, treating patients, managing the clinical staff, managing the front desk staff, operations type stuff, managing um, those types of the day-to-day, whatever you're doing right now. And, and in some cases, the buyer, not us, but some buyers will ask you to work more in the future during this transition, more than what you're working now. So again, oftentimes it could be up to 6 to 12 months, depending on the buyer it depends on the strength of your business that you've that you've built. It depends on how much you how you've built the practice that just operates, you know, turnkey without you and with you having like a clinic director in place, a front desk person, a front desk manager in place. Really depends on a lot of those factors. One of the most popular 
of this is called an earnout where you agree to continue to run your company as a division or as a you know as a subsidiary of the acquirer's business for a specified period of time all that will be agreed upon before you you know complete the transaction all that would be agreed on the timeline and everything your earnout may be as little as a year in some cases and it could be as long as 7 years but the average is three years. Again, it really depends. Now, as an aside to this, we recently interviewed Jamie Schreier, private practice owner in the in the Maryland area. He sold his practices, his two locations, I think he said it was in 2017, so about five or so years ago. He sold his two locations and he had already had staff where everything operated without him. He was not treating any patients at all. He had, you know, staff meetings, leadership meetings. He built a culture around being independent in terms of not relying on the owner to perform any of the day-to-day functions. So when he sold his practices five years ago, he said to the buyer, he said, I want, you know, I want X amount of these, I want X amount of dollars that close, and I'm walking away. I'm not staying another day or a month. And, and maybe, maybe he stayed for a bit in terms of a helping a transition, maybe say for a few weeks or months. I can't recall, but He did not stay months or years after the transition. The reason is because he already built it to sell. He built his practice where it was all automatically, it was autonomously operating without him. And other corporates, if the practices are not that way, they're going to want you, the owner, to stick around for a long period of time. It really depends on the strength of your practice. So it really depends on the practice. It depends on you, the owner, and it depends on the buyer. Right. Depends on the buyer. Does the buyer, are they corporate? Do they have a cookie cutter approach where they're going to say to every owner, Hey, we want you to be at this premises at your clinics, one or more of your clinics for three years. And you, the seller, you, the owner slash seller, if you build a practice that operates without you, you have more leverage. You can actually demand and say, Hey, I'll help you for three to six months or up to a year with the transition. To make sure everything is stable and safe and, and everything, but maybe you say to them, "I'm not interested in staying for years two and three or, or or onward." Building a successful practice, a successful business, is rewarding. But when your personal balance sheet is mostly tied up in the value of your practice, that's where things could get challenging. That's where things could get a little tight. That's where things could. You don't want to have all your eggs in one basket, especially as you approach if you're 50, 60, 70 years old, right? So that's why many owners like what we're putting out online on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram, and with these, you know, these episodes or YouTube or on YouTube or on Spotify or on iTunes. And a lot of owners are contacting us because of this marketing effect, because of the stuff we're putting out there, because many of these owners are interested in taking some chips off the table, but continuing to run their practice. They're looking to sell some of the practice, but not all of it. It really depends on the owner. And ultimately, you are in the driver's seat. But part of this presentation is to just alert many practice owners. They might not even realize it, like the hypothetical practice owner, John, in, in this presentation, where when John was you know 30 years old, 25, 30 years old, probably you know most physical therapists, at least now, they're, you know, they have student loan debt. Maybe they buy a house. They do some investments, the 401k. So in the beginning, the, the business is basically worth nothing. The practice is worth nothing. They grow from scratch. Now, all of a sudden, fast forward 10, 15, 20 or more years. Now it's like, wow, I actually have a million dollar or multi-million dollar 
business, a multi-million dollar practice, and the rest of those investments have not grown at that type of rate. So now all of a sudden, it's like the practice is the bulk of your net worth. And that's part of uh, the topic for today. So to recap, we covered three options for physical therapy practice owners thinking about exiting. And really quick, so again, it was just one, you could sell a minority stake. Two, you could sell a majority stake. Three, an earnout. But again, there, there's some in earnout is kind of overlap with the majority stake because you could sell, you could sell 75 to 100%, which would be majority stake. And you may or may not have an earnout. So I wanted to do a few more slides next that'll give a little bit more light to this. So really, when you're thinking about this whole process, when you're thinking about a succession plan, when you're thinking about an exit strategy, there's things that you want or would prefer but there's also things that the buyer will want and prefer or even really need or demand from you. It really depends on the strength of your practice. Is the practice operating right now? Like if you went in, let's say you, the practice owner, if you went to Hawaii for three months, if you traveled Europe for three months or six months, if you just completely disconnected from your practice, what would happen? What would happen? Would it continue to operate? Would it continue to grow? Do you have a clinic director in place that is managing the, the clinical staff? Do you have either the same person or a different person that is overseeing and managing the front desk operations, collecting co-pays, doing the scheduling, speaking to patients and prospective patients properly over the phone? Do you have a different person that's speaking to patients over the phone? Do you have, do you have all those things tied up? So do you leave the practice after three months or six months after exiting? If you sell 75 or 80, or if you sell 100% of your practice, do you have the ability to demand that you're able to, or you want to leave the practice three to six months after the close of your practice, after you were to potentially sell it? Or do you have to or need to stay multiple years? Do you need to stay three to seven years because you're still treating 30 hours a week, 40 hours a week with patients? And you're still doing so much inside the business, you're working in the business and you're not working on the business. So when the, I gave that example of Jamie Schreier, when he sold his two clinic locations, he was not in the medical record system anymore. He was not on the schedule. He was not treating any patients at all. And he said that he was able at that point, he was making more money per year. He, his practice had more profits when he did that. We talked about it on the episode. You have to go listen. And on that episode, by the way, he also mentioned what total dollar amount he sold for in what millions. So if you want to check that out, jump over to that episode recently with Jamie Schreier. Now he's coaching physical therapy practice owners. But anyway, next one here. So do you want or need, and it depends on do you need in terms of retirement and also is it backed by the financial performance of your practice to get 100% cash at close? Every practice owner that potentially sells wants to get 100% cash at close, but it really depends on the strength of the practice. And do you have multiple locations? It depends on your scale, economies of scale. Or will some of your exit, will some of your transaction and the terms, there's price and terms for a deal, right? For any potential transaction like this, there's price and terms. There's a dollar amount that you're going to say that you and your broker or just you are going to say to someone like us, the buyer, you're going to say, hey, my asking price is this. Here's what I want. And depending on the strength of your practice of what you've built, 
you may or may not be able to get 100% of that dollar amount cash at close. It really depends on what you've built. So are you in the position to demand or negotiate 100% cash at close? Or would some of that percentage be an earnout? Now, another example on this podcast, on the Dave Kittle Show, we interviewed Dean Volk before, and he's on the podcast. He sold two of his locations, Volk Physical Therapy in South Carolina. And this was in the past year or two when he sold his practices. And he got 80% down, 80% cash at close. This is all public information. He said it on the podcast. And his two locations were acquired by Cora Physical Therapy. And he got 80% cash at close of his asking price. And 20% was an earnout. And I, he said it was so that the 80% cash at close, the next 10% was paid year one after the close. And the last 10% was paid year two, the second year after the close. It was either the subsequent two years, it might've even been two months, but it it really depends. The more that your practice is operating without you, the more that you can demand and negotiate. That's kind of the gist of this. Now, who might you know that would benefit from seeing or hearing this type of a free training, this type of a presentation that has no pitch at all, it's just information, content, value, hopefully a ton of value for you. If you found this valuable, I want you to do me a favor. Please send this episode link. Please send this to one practice owner, friend, or colleague. There's going to be one practice owner or friend or colleague that owns a physical therapy practice, maybe PT, OT, whatever, that you went to school with, that that you met at APTA, CSM, that you met at uh, PPS, that you met somewhere. Maybe you met at a state chapter meeting. You met you know, doing coaching or, or in someone else's coaching or consulting group, send this link, send this to one of them. It would mean a lot to me if you grab the link, grab the YouTube link, the iTunes link, the Spotify link, any of these, send them a text, send them an email, just think of one practice owner, send it to them. And if you found this valuable, let me know, do that for me. And I would really, really appreciate it. So now if you like what you hear, and if you have a physical therapy practice in the New York or the New Jersey area, feel free to reach out to me. You can connect with me. Again, my name is Dave Kittle, K-I-T-T-L-E. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever online. You can shoot me an email. You can send me a note, dave at conciergepainrelief.com. So that's dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's the name of my practice. We have an in-home physical therapy practice, an on-demand service here in, in New York City. And that would be the best way for you to reach out to me if you found this valuable. So that's it for right now. Go ahead and rate and review, subscribe for more information, subscribe so you get notified when the new episodes are being published. And we are constantly interviewing from across the country. We're interviewing brokers. We're interviewing M&A professionals. We're interviewing accountants and lawyers. Everyone that's in the M&A space, everyone that's in the physical therapy mergers and acquisition space. I have a lot more folks in the pipeline to interview. We're also interviewing more practice owners who sold to other corporates, who sold to other practices. Uh, we just interviewed Mike Gorman recently. He sold seven of his locations, St. Louis Physical Therapy. He sold seven of his locations to a national buyer, a national large corporate healthcare company. And he tells all the pros and cons. He, he tells exactly, he's completely open about the pros and cons of who he went with. Same thing with Dean Volk. He went with, he described the pros and cons of selling to Cora and that whole experience. And he talked about his broker. Um, Jamie Schreier was on the podcast. He talks about 
He used a broker. He didn't interface with the negotiations at all. He said, this is my asking price. Check out that episode if you're interested. I have nothing to sell you. But if you check out that episode, Jamie Schreier mentions his EBITDA multiple. He mentions what dollar amount he was able to sell his two physical therapy practice locations for. And then he also got he got 100% cash to close, 10% held in escrow for like a year, I think it was. And then he got that that last 10%. So he basically got 90% wired to him at the date of close, a large lump sum, and really inflated and expanded his bank account when he got that wired to him. You'll have to check the episode. Check out The Dave Kittle Show on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify for those episodes and much more in the future. That's it for right now. Take care and talk soon. Bye. Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com or You can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.